welcome back to my podcast. I'll be reading chapter 2 today of Red Ribbon, so if you haven't listened to the last episode, I suggest you do that. Sorry for taking me long to get these episodes out. I read the script beforehand, so I have no idea how often I'll be uploading, updating as it's only 4.30am on the same day I record the first episode. As I do have school and I'm not used to recording. Anyways, on with the chapter. Warning, this episode does contain language. Something had captured the blonde's eyes. In the far distance on top of a hill, there was a castle. Comrade stared at it and rubbed his arms together. I better go check that out. Maybe we know how to get the hell out of here. Flying with his plan, Comrade walked along the dirt path that seemed to be faded but still there. The moon was set high in the sky, the light illuminating the blonde as he walked on the path. Gusts of wind swished past and made Comrade shiver. Grumpily, he muttered, stupid wolf had to bite my stupid jacket, now I'm cold as fuck. Since the path to the castle was pretty long, Kyron decided that the best thing to keep himself from getting bored as he walked a long distance was to touch himself, and he did just that for the time burning. While walking, the blonde looked down at his bleeding hands. His breath hissed as another gust of wind swished by and the pain in his knee and his hands had risen. My hands sting like hell and two of these scratches on my knees, arms, and neck. Back. Slowly, tears started to prick the corner of his eyes, but he quickly wiped them with his arm. Seeking his head and the sudden feeling of crying, Tomran decided to speed up his pace so that he could get to the castle and ask for directions out the forest and back home. Come, Nari! Mina called out. Stop hiding and come out! The group of friends decided to go inside the forest together to look for their missing friend, who they were very concerned for. They all agreed that after they'd find the poor soul, they'd beat the crap out of him for scaring them, and then they'll apologize for sending him into the forest. Guys, Zero called out to his friends as his voice trembled. What if Commodore really is Zero? Bakugo said sternly, shocking everyone who was there. Commodore isn't dead, so stop being fucking pessimistic and keep working for him. Kirishima stared at Bakugo and couldn't help but bless. If Kaminari getting lost in a calm, collected, and might I get hot Bakugo, you should have sent him ages ago. Y- yeah, but Bakugo said, let's keep looking for him. Mina patted Zero's back, and once he was feeling a bit better, they continued to search for the blonde. They kept looking for a while, and then Mina came to a sudden stop. She walked over to a tree that was a few inches in front of her and bent down. The boys stared at her with confused looks in their faces. What did he find, Mina? Kirishima asked as they took steps to be closer to the pink-haired girl. Mina grabbed the item, and once she turned around to face the boys, they all sweat dropped. She pulled out Kaminari's navy blue denim jacket, which was now ripped and held Kaminari's on the back. Isn't this Kaminari's? The blood drained from everyone's faces. After what seemed like hours walking along that dirt path, Kaminari had now reached the end. His chest froze up and down, and he looked to the side to look at a tiny castle from miles away. He looked huge from inches away. The castle looked so pretty, in a rather well state, despite it being in a forest that no one dared to go in. If there was a way to describe it, Kamara would say that this castle looked something that came out of the Burgers Grimm fairy tale stories. Well, the blonde waved out in awe as he, skept, as he kept staring at the tall medieval building. The light of the moon touched in the gray cobblestone walls, creating shadows below. 
five massive round towers forming almost perfectly squared barrier around this marvelous castle and are connected by high firm walls made of white red stone. Simple woodlands were scattered here and there across the walls in a seemingly random pattern, along with huge crenellations for archers, for archers and artillery. Holy shit! Carney brought out. Now I really feel like I am either going fucking crazy or I'm in a fucking fairy tale. He walked over to the sizable gate with broad wooden doors and reached his bold hand to knock on the door. Knock, knock. No one answered. Knock, knock. No one answered. Conrad was about to knock for a third time when the door suddenly opened. Conrad stood at the door weirdly and then gathered up the covers to walk in. He could have just turned around and walked away, but no, he walked straight in. The blonde took a few steps and cautiously. His visit hadn't adjusted to the sudden darkness around him, and there was no light to guide his footsteps, so he entered the castle carefully. As if they had motion detectors, the long candelabras all lit up one by one. Conrad jumped and looked around the now illuminated room. The blonde walked around and his eyes widened in surprise. He looked up and down and all around and stumbled on his feet. Conrad was standing on pearly white marble tiles that connected to velvet-colored walls. Walls that were decorated with antique paintings, long curtains that draped from all sides, and lights that illuminated designs on all solid walls. There were two corridors on each side of the massive stairway that was placed right in the middle. What the fuck? The blonde breathed out and walked towards the small table placed on his left. He let his fingertips tenderly touch together the table as they picked up small bits of dust. Conrad turned his head and walked towards the grand piano. He inspected the instrument and noticed that there was a bit of dust on, his, on the keys. His finger trod along the keys. One of them accidentally pressed the key and played a note. Oh, sit! He cursed. The note echoed all along, all around the walls and rang inside the blonde's eardrums. A loud creak was heard, and Conrad turned his head to where the noise belonged to, up above the top of the staircase open a window. The window let in cool air and bright light. Curious, Conrad left the grand piano and started taking steps towards the bottom of the staircase. Before the blonde could go any further, footsteps were heard, and when Conrad looked up, he saw a mysterious figure at the top of the stairs. Who, who, who are you? The blonde fixed his eyes on the man standing above him gripping the rails of the stairs tightly in fear. And there's chapter 2. I hope you enjoyed today's chapter, and we'll come back for chapter 3. I would like a moment to say that if you have any fanfictions you would like me to read, you can send me a voice message at the anchor page for this podcast. Until next time!